You know, the Word says rejoice, and again I say rejoice. In another place it says let the children of God, or I'm sorry, it says let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I tell you all, it is good to be in the presence of God. We have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to praise Him for. What I want to talk to you all today about is, is forgiveness. It may not sound like it as we go through it, but when you leave here today, it ought to be a great source of joy. It ought to be a great source of lifting you up. So as we go into this, y'all just pray with me and that, that the Holy Spirit would move on us. And let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, Lord. I ask that you send your holy anointing upon me and these people, Lord, that as I speak, that these words would go forth and that they would just pierce the hearts of those that are here, Lord, that they would hear these words and, and be encouraged, and, and they would remember what it, what it was like when they first received salvation, Lord. And God, I just ask that you instill that same joy in them today. Lord, I ask that you send your Holy Spirit right now to just work and move amongst these people that are here. And God, I ask that you bless them for their efforts in being here today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you have your Bible, turn to... Matthew chapter 18, and we're going to be reading in verse 21 and 22. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 and Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? And Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Now, you know, there's a whole lot of different ways you can preach this kind of message right here today. And most of the times I've heard anybody preach using this scripture, it's always from the standpoint of you forgiving somebody else. And man, we all need a dose of that, don't we? But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. What I want you to know today, and I believe there's probably some people here that need to hear it, otherwise God wouldn't have put this on my heart. But, And you know, I've needed to hear this from time to time. But what I want you all to understand is we all know that when Jesus laid out some sort of concept in His Word, as He was talking and dealing with people, that that same principle that he taught not only applied to us, but was indicative of the way God felt toward us. So what I want you to understand is, you know, there's always a time in our life that we'll kind of tend to stray away from God. And we'll have moments in our life that we sin and we do things wrong. But what I want you to understand today, and I want to drive it deep into your spirit, is that no matter what you do, if you're a child of God, there is always a chance for you to come back to Him and receive forgiveness. You see, Satan is going to tell you a whole lot of different things. He's going to tell you things that say, Oh, he ain't going to forgive you of that again. You did it again? You're an idiot. And he's going to try to put guilt in you. He's going to lay this guilt on you that says, there ain't no way God's going to forgive me of that again. 
How many of y'all, don't even raise your hand. I ain't trying to embarrass nobody. How many of y'all have ever had some sort of problem, whatever it may be, some temptation that you just easily succumb to? You know, we all have our own little thing. And if, if you think you're better than the one sitting next to you because you think they got a worse problem, well, you're wrong. You're sadly mistaken because, see, the Word tells you that those sins are, are all the same. It's sin. If you commit one of them, it's just like you did the rest. So, but how many of you have ever had a problem like that where it just seemed like every time you turn around, you're thinking, oh, man, I did it again. I can't believe I'm finding myself here in this same place again. And it gets to a point you don't necessarily get tired of going to God, but you, you start thinking, maybe He's getting tired of hearing from me over the same thing over and over again. And you go to God and you say, God, I'm sorry, man, but I did it again. Here I am. Will you forgive me? And when you get up, you just think, man, there ain't no way. It don't feel the same as it used to. That, that same forgiveness, it, it just ain't there anymore. Y'all ever felt like that? You ever felt like maybe maybe He didn't wash you as clean as He did the first time? Maybe He's still holding a, holding a little grudge saying, yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on you because you're going to do it again. That's not what the Word teaches us. That is not what the Word teaches. What does the Word say? It said He's going to remove it from you as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered. So the next time you go to God, He's like, what are you talking about? See, God can choose to just not remember something because He's Almighty. He can just say, no, that's, that's not even a memory anymore. It's gone. See, Jesus was telling Peter here that you ought to forgive somebody every time they come to you. Now, I know He said 70 times 7. And for y'all math whizzes, I know that's 490. But he was trying to just make a point. Seven times wasn't enough, so just 70 times seven, because it sounds good, right? He's just trying to make a point that any time they come to you, forgive them. Don't keep track of it. Because honestly, who's going to write down 490 times? Who's going to keep a paper and just check after check 490 of them? You're going to lose track. His point was infinity. If somebody comes to you seeking forgiveness, forgive them. And it would behoove you to forgive them before they come and ask. For your own sake. So I want you all to understand that if Jesus tells you you should do that, you can bank on the fact that He's going to do that. See, He never expects anything of you that He's not going to do Himself. Now, why am I telling you all this? Well, <clears throat> because I've been there. So does this mean that we have just unlimited forgiveness? Well, yeah. Okay? Yeah, that's what it means. Does that mean you ought to just go do what you want to do? No. Paul said, God forbid. 
Paul said that just because you're under grace and not the law, that don't mean you just go do what you want to do. But rejoice in the fact that you're under grace. See, this is the age of grace, people. This is the age of grace. What does that mean? It means God doesn't deal with you the way He used to deal with people. You see, God is is very just. And you only hear that term mentioned today when it has a negative connotation. God's very just. That means if you do wrong, He's going to make you do right or He's going to punish you for the wrong you did. But see, this is the age of grace. We're not under the law anymore. We're not in submission to it. We're, we're under grace. That means that God looks at us and says, Yeah, I know you messed up, but you're also covered by the blood. And see, from what I understand about salvation, the blood covers you one time. And that's enough. Amen? You don't have to get saved every time you turn around. In fact, it says that if, if you were to reject it, there remains no more covering of your sins. One time is enough. It's done. So what I want you to take away from this today, if you find yourself in a situation where maybe you've been kind of away from God, and you look at it and you say, man, there ain't no way I can come back. And some of you may be sitting here today saying, you know what, I don't even necessarily have love for God anymore. I just come to church because I know I'm supposed to. Where'd that come from? Huh? don't even have love for God anymore. Don't even have love. See, I was praying last night. And I said, God, why is it that, that some of these people just, they come to church and, and they leave and that's it. You don't hear a peep out of them during church. They don't feel like, they, it doesn't look like they're getting anything out of it. And he said, well, it's because they don't love me. Because they come, because they feel like they need to, because they're supposed to. And I said, God, why is it like that? And see, what he showed me is that there was maybe a time in your life when you loved God. There was a time you, you were where you were supposed to be, but the problem is, is you sinned. And it, you sinned, and you sinned. And you got to a point where you said, oh, there ain't no way God's going to forgive me again. And because you didn't ever go back to Him and repent and say, God, forgive me, cleanse me again, eventually you grow away from God. See, in Jude it says, keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the love of God. That means it takes effort. That means it's, it's on you to keep yourself in the love of God. He's not going to just shower you with love and not get anything from you. Oh, He loves you. Let me tell you, He loves you. But it's our duty to keep ourselves in His love. So if you're one of those people, you don't even have love for God anymore. You come because you're supposed to come. I'm here to tell you today, look, it don't have to be that way. If you ever accepted Jesus in your heart, you call yourself a child of God, it doesn't matter how you feel right now. I want you all to understand that it is never too late to say, God, I'm sorry.
forgive me. I'm repenting. You see, that's what repenting means. It's, it's realizing that you are sorry. That you didn't want to do what you did. And you go to God and He says, That's fine. Come back. I just want to be in your life. I want to be a part of you. That's all He wants. It doesn't matter what all happened between here and then. You're still one of His if you ask Him to come in at any point in your life. You're still one of His. Just come back to Him. Come to Him and say, Father, forgive me. And that's all you have to do. Look, you ain't got to get down on the floor and show out and come up with all kinds of fancy stories about excuses about why you did this and that. Just say, God, forgive me. He knows. You don't have to spell it out for Him. He's not an idiot. He knows. He knows the intent of your heart. See, that's the main thing. He knows what's in your heart. Don't let Satan lie to you any longer. See, Satan's going to tell you, you can't be forgiven. Because that's what he wants to do, is drive a wedge between you and God. He wants you to think there ain't no hope when... That's all there is, is hope. You look to God and you say, God, forgive me. And He does it just as quick as you ask. You see, your feelings that you have of guilt do not indicate how God feels about you. You understand that? Just because you feel a certain way and you, you think, God, I'm not doing anything right, and God, it don't feel like you're forgiving me. It don't matter because He's already done what He said He would do. And that's what you have to bank on in this life is what God says He will do, not how you feel about the situation. I'm going to share one more scripture with you. And I'm going to cut it short. I know everybody's hot. First John, verse 1 and 9. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's plain and simple, ain't it? Man, there ain't, you can't really make that complicated. If we confess our sins, He'll forgive us of our sins. Simple as that. So in whatever state you find yourself in today, it doesn't matter how many times you went the wrong way. It don't matter how far away God seems. That scripture holds true. Confess your sins to Him, and He'll be faithful to forgive you of your sins. Don't matter what your sin is. Don't worry about that kind of stuff. It's all semantics. You see, there's, a, there's this one sin that's unforgivable called blaspheming the Holy Ghost. But I'm here to tell you today, if you've got guilt in your heart and, and you just, you're so sorry for what you did, I just find it real hard to believe that that's even a problem. See, I think the kind of people that would, that would blaspheme the Holy Ghost, they're not coming back anyway. I'm here to tell you today that don't worry about everything that's in your past. Worry about what can be done starting now. Look to God one more time and say, God, here I am. You know everything I've done. I just ask you to cleanse me again. Wash me and clean me. Make me clean. Make me whole again. Restore everything that's taken from me. See, that's all Satan does is steal from you. He steals from you, people. 
You think I don't have no joy. Well, it's maybe because you don't have any love for God anymore. It's hard to imagine being a child of God but not having love for Him. That don't make sense, does it? But I'm telling you today, just because you accept Jesus as your Savior doesn't mean you keep yourself in the love of God. You can let a whole lot get between you and God. When you turn your back away from Him and say, oh, I'm just going to do what I want to do because it ain't working anyway. Man, eventually that love dissipates. Eventually that love starts to leave you. It's not too late to bring yourself back into the love of God. I don't care what you've done. Don't worry about it. God didn't ever make stipulations on it. Well, I don't know. If you waited three or four years, that's probably a little too long. He didn't ever say any of that. He said if you confess your sins, He's faithful to forgive them 